here's a message from Ken Lavica. The sights, the sounds, the color, the fun of the World Baseball Classic. But is it actually a good idea? Hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go! You are listening to Ken LaVica Live. What? Did we just become best friends? Yup. You want to go do karate in the garage? Yup. Turn it up. Turn it up! Now, live from the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Well, and my condolences to Jeanette Javier for her beloved... Dominican Republic getting knocked out of the World Baseball Classic last night, and we'll mourn with her in just a second. And in case you're asking, yeah, she's banged up in a bad way right now, but she's a trooper, and she's made it into the Anna John Levine Action and Attorney Studios, but she's banged up. Woman hasn't slept. Her bloodstream full of alcohol right now. And coffee. And coffee. Alcohol and coffee. Thank you for that. But... It's also not a good day for Puerto Rican baseball fans or Mets fans because your massive money closer got hurt celebrating, got hurt partying. Edwin Diaz, her or him, I should say, of the five-year, $102 million contract, hurt jumping around off the mound after Puerto Rico beat the Dominican Republic last night at Lone Depot Park. You can't make this up. You cannot make these things up. Just a couple of days, by the way, just a couple of days after we had another injury to Freddie Freeman playing for Canada, hamstring, Dodger star, sent him back to spring training for an evaluation. Now we've got Edwin Diaz, who is arguably the heart and soul of this Mets team. Again, Five years, $102 million. Edwin Diaz, he of Timmy Trumpet. He was the man who was the face, the signature of the resurgent Mets franchise last year. And now we wait to see just how bad his knee injury is. As triumphant a baseball night as it was last night, sellout crowd, Lone Depot Park. As triumphant a night as it was for baseball, the 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 memory now that is, is burned into our brains, into our subconscious, is him in a wheelchair with his brother weeping on the field as he's rolled off. That's not good. That's not good for baseball. It sure as hell isn't good for the Mets. And if it's not good for the Mets, who have uh, thrown all of Steve Cohen's money into that franchise to try and make that thing a winner, then it's just not good for the game. And I'll say this. And we might have not hear this this year. We might not because of what happened last night with Edwin Diaz jumping in a circle off the mound after closing out that game. We might not hear this theme song, see that scintillating camera angle from the bullpen as he jogs out to the mound at City Field. It might not happen. It might not exist because the World Baseball Classic may not be a good idea. May not be a good idea. And I also, I want to, um, a little self-bragging before we get back to the situation at hand. CBS just started its NCAA tournament coverage. 
And I was the first radio call of the national broadcast from when FAU won the uh, the conference championship, the conference USA championship. That's kind of cool, huh? Look at you. That's kind of cool. eyes and ears on you, Mr. National. That is awesome. All right. Whew. I got I got a little tingly. Uh, but the World Baseball Classic might not be a good idea after all. Ken Levick alive on a Thursday. Happy NCAA Tournament Day, folks. ESPN 106.3, free ESPN app and on your smart speaker. In the end, John Levine Action and Attorney Studios, downtown West Palm Beach, Phillips Point Towers, off of the As I Look at the Weather Report. Pretty comfortable, sunshiny intracoastal. It is Jeanette Javier, the Dominic Queen, who again has not slept. She is full of alcohol. She is full of coffee. She has mourned the loss of her beloved Dominican Republic. But Jeanette, I can't tell you how much I appreciate you because I didn't know if it was going to happen when I was receiving photos from you at like 5 a.m. I appreciate you coming to work today. Are you okay? Uh, define okay. Uh, conscious. Yes, definitely. Okay. Definitely. I think I've definitely sobered up. <laughs> oh man, your voice. I can hear it in your voice. It's not that your voice is gone. There's a little bit of a rasp to it, but that comes with the territory of being a loud, proud Dominican woman. Well, uh, it's, 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 you got to face the consequences, you know? Uh-huh. It sounds tired. I will say this. It sounds tired. It sounds like you were well out the entire night, <laughs> yeah. which Jeanette was. Uh, I got to bed, uh, Six o'clock in the morning <laughs> yesterday, and uh, I had a meeting at nine o'clock in oh, the no, morning. Oh, no, no, Jeanette, that was in yesterday. You didn't go to bed at 6 a.m. yesterday. Well, I guess you were up at 6 a.m. yesterday, too. It's the fact that <laughs> you slept a little bit at 6 a.m. today. Today. Yeah. yeah, I took a two-hour nap, essentially. Um, and I woke up yesterday at 7 o'clock. So I've, I've been up for 23 hours. That is wild. You can't that let me is out wild. On the streets of Miami anymore, man. That they is so funny. They by the me. way, uh, by the way, if anybody was able to, or anybody was recording the opening to CBS's coverage of the NCAA tournament, uh, please send it to me because I think my father would uh, would be would get a kick out of uh, me my voice leading off the entire uh, CBS broadcast. So I just want to throw it out there. That is something you like tweet about. You pin on the top of your profile for a little bit. That is yeah, that is awesome, Ken. It's kind of sick. Kind of, uh, kind of sick. Absolutely awesome. Uh, I am in Columbus, Ohio, site of tomorrow night's first round matchup between nine seed Florida Atlantic and eight seed Memphis. That'll be nine twenty Eastern time at Nationwide Arena, just uh, about a mile and a half away from where I'm at now at the ninety-seven point one The Fan Studios. I thank them for letting me come in and uh, take over for a little bit until two o'clock. I uh, last night was. I mean, Jeanette, you were there, yes. and I know. That the Dominican Republic lost, and that's a big bummer for you. And I do, I do apologize because no, no, no. I know how much you love them. Let me rephrase what you're going to say. It's one of the biggest letdowns ever. The Dominican Republic, and I say this in a non-biased opinion, was assumed to win the whole thing. So they were the favorites of this thing, and they get knocked out before you even get to the knockout round. A thousand percent. It so is that embarrassing. Sucks. So that sucks. So Jeanette is in a in a bad way and is not feeling good about it. If, if for a second, though, Jeanette, you can separate yourself from the result and give us a feel for the atmosphere in that building last night in Little Havana, what was what was that like? Because watching it on TV, that was electric, electric. Indescribable. It is what the beauty of baseball is about. It is about celebrating our, our, our culture. I can barely talk now. And just <laughs> living for it. Um, it was loud. 
instruments were blaring, uh, celebrities everywhere. It well, it is my favorite baseball game I have ever experienced. So it was loud and loud. it's boisterous and it's unapologetic, unapologetic eccentricity. Oh. Yeah, everybody very proud of the colors. Um, no fights. That's a huge stereotype. Like, oh, there's going to be you so were many saying, fights. This is what you were saying to me yesterday is that when you and Vivi went on Saturday to the DR and Venezuela, no fights. People just partying. People just, just hanging time, out, man. dancing, singing. Yes. Having a good time. Just enjoying the game. What it represents to us, Latinos, the Caribbeans. And it, it was a blast. Electric. It was electric. I would, I wish that game did not happen every four years. Take my money. Fling my credit card. Let me have it, let me have it every year is what you're saying. Yeah, please. Yeah. So I like the World Baseball Classic a lot because of the things that Jeanette just described. I haven't been in a couple of years. The last one I went to was USA Venezuela. I think it was the last World Baseball Classic. No, two World Baseball Classics ago. 2016? Yeah, 2016. Because I remember we took uh, we took Addie and she was uh, only a couple of months. Uh, or she was almost a year old at that point. And um, I... I loved it. I the, the World Baseball Classic before that in 2012, I believe it was, or 2014. I can't remember 2013. which one. 2013. That was the year Dominicans went undefeated. That's right. I saw the Dominican Republic and Puerto Rico at then Marlins Park, and that was the single most intense baseball experience I've ever had, and I've been to White Sox playoff games. Uh, it, it was <laughs> awesome. And I took my parents, and I'm not quite sure they knew how to consume what they were a part of there in the right field bleachers <laughs> at Marlins Park, as people are standing on chairs and holding up chairs and and uh, random sound makers are, are emerging around them and there's random drums that sound like explosions mm-hmm. in the middle of the third inning and mm-hmm. the whole thing uh, but it was awesome it was awesome I mean it was super legit right there I have and been to World Series game a World Series game and it does I not will, compare to what you experienced last nothing. night I will take the game I had experienced last night with the DR losing 10 times over than a World Series game. Man. I mean, that's that's pretty lofty damn praise. And I don't think you're the only one, Jeanette. I don't think you're the only one that would that would say that. I mean, yesterday, Dory had me in tears when she called in just to praise the environment of being at a World Baseball Classic game. Because, again, it is a literal party at a baseball game. It is and- the wildest thing. And if... You have the opportunity to experience what's going on in Lone Depot Park right now. Go ahead. You just and might not find me. You've even seen the scenes, Jeanette, out of like Taipei, where it was a literal dance party in the middle of an at-bat so, with cheer teams and mascots dancing on the dugout and a whole thing. It is not just a game itself. It is the before. It is the game, and it it's is It's a spectacle. After. Right. It is not, again, it, it's it's beyond the walls of the ballpark. There was a concert last night after the game, and it was really upsetting. It's Tonio Rosario. You know the song, Kuliki Takatin? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was there. That I was, love he that was guy. having a concert. So I literally, and <laughs> I went I went to the suites last night. Some, we can talk about my evening uh, in a bit. Oh, we're going to, we're going to get <laughs> what you remember. We're going to get a full rundown of Jeanette's nonstop, never slept evening. So yeah, we got into the suites and with the guys I was with and they were like, Oh no, we can hang out for a little bit. And I was like, no, I need to go to the Tonio Rosario concert. <laughs> and that thing was packed. I'm sure. Absolutely insane. 
I feel so bad for the guards who probably wanted to go home after that World Baseball Classic game because they probably didn't. The security guards probably didn't leave until like three o'clock in the morning. That it is, is wild, insane. Uh, I gotta we say this the too. Park. Oh, go the ahead, Jeanette. I'm sorry. Alone, we didn't leave probably till like one o'clock in the morning, two a.m. Are you serious? Yes. Holy hell, dude! It was wild, <sighs> and that is with the Dominican Republic losing. Man, yeah, right. I was gonna say, what the hell happened if they would have won? I, I, I you'd be you'd be sleeping <laughs> on the mound right now at Lone Depot. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Holy absolutely. crap! After having done, I mean, God only knows what at that at that stadium after two a.m. Um, so I can't even right now. Too, you mentioning that concert after the game, Dominican Republic, Puerto Rico, and I can say this because I'm married to a fine, fine Latina woman. Uh, woman, my um, Latina women are my thing, man. That would have been. Beautiful. Just yeah. a beautiful Vivi's thing. Vivi's hot, man. And I've got to type. She, she repped Venezuela. When we went to Venezuela, the Dominican Republic, she repped it hard. By the way, uh, Jeanette uh, showed up last night to that World Baseball Classic game with a brand new Dominican Republic flag uh, because she saw that my wife had a full-size Venezuela flag and she had a little dinky Dominican Republic fake flag that said Dominican Republic on it. It's fake, chill. In case you're scoring at home, the Dominican Republic fan uh, flag does not have the words Dominican and Republic on it like Jeanette's version of it did. So she went and bought a whole ass other flag so that she could drape it over herself no. last night because she felt inadequate because of the size of my wife's Venezuelan flag on it was, Saturday. It was literally going up the escalator. Uh, Vivi's friend, he handed her the flag, brand new, fresh out the bag. And she pulled it out. Like, it kept unfolding and it kept unfolding and it kept unfolding. I was like, when is this going to stop? It's the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. No. I was like, no. I feel very, uh, like, I'm not doing the DR proud. What the heck uh-huh. am I holding? You had flag to envy. Yeah. It's, the flag is bigger than you, Ken. Okay? <laughs> it's bigger than you. Oh, so man. as we were literally going up the escalator, I bought the flag on Amazon. I was like, I'm going to prime this so hard so, for so, the game tomorrow. Last night. As you can see. The World Baseball Classic means a lot to Jeanette. It means a lot to a lot of people, especially down here in South Florida. You've seen the tweets, oh, the Marlins don't draw, but look what happens when you bring the Hispanics, when you bring the Dominicans, when you bring the Venezuelans, when you bring the Puerto Ricans together. Hell, Cuba's going to play uh, at Lone Depot Park Sunday night. That is going to be a zoo. That is going to be a circus. Get out of here, man. Holy mother Get of God. Of I can't here. remember the last time. I Certainly not in the 17 years I've lived down here. Cuba has not played a baseball game, has not played an international game here in Miami, in South Florida. It is going to be absolutely Ugh. blow the roof off in tents on Sunday. I have goosebumps. That is that is going to be insane. Just because so, of what Miami represents to the Cuban population. So think of what we're talking Unhinged. about. The World Baseball Classic truly is, from a sports perspective, a framework a quilt sewn together of all the cultures that make South Florida great. Palm Beach County, Treasure Coast, Broward County, Miami-Dade, Monroe County. There is someone from somewhere else. That is what makes up this population. And it's not just from the Northeast with the New Yorkers or the Bostonites. Not just from the Midwest with the Chicagoites or those from Detroit. Not from just the people from Minneapolis or those who come down from Tennessee. No, 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 no. This is those who come from different countries. And most, most prominently... The Caribbean countries. Mm-hmm. That 
is what is so great about this area because it is such a melting pot and it's a shame that in past years we've seen the true colors of people that don't appreciate the melting pot of this country and of South Florida especially, but damn it, I do. And Jeanette does. No. It's, and 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 what we saw last night and what we're going to see is why the World Baseball Classic is so great. It's why it is what draws the most baseball interest down here in South Florida every two, three, four years. It's because it is here for a population that desires it, that wants it, and they respond to it. But I cannot get out of my mind. Edwin Diaz celebrating last night, seemingly tearing up his knee, and they're going to scan it today, but by all indications, it's probably not going to be a good result for Mets fans. For a guy who was the heart and soul of that Mets team last year, coming out to this song from the bullpen with that camera angle from behind, it's one of the cooler images of all of last season, what they did with Mets broadcasts last year, having him come out, Mets fans reacting, everybody going crazy. They had a Timmy Trumpet day at City Field. Five years, $102 million, and this guy celebrating off the mound, in all likelihood, lost his season. Can I, can I, have, can I complain to the production department? Sure. Can we stop playing this music? It still hurts! <laughs> Forget Edwin Diaz's knee. This hurts Jeanette's feelings. Yeah, it hurts the whole <laughs> Dominican Republic's feelings. Oh, man. I still haven't slept from the game. Um, I I love the World Baseball Classic. I do. Not as much as Jeanette, but I love it. But I don't see how this thing survives another two cycles based off of the injuries that we've seen to two big money guys in this tournament. Freddie Freeman, Canada, Puerto Rico, Edwin Diaz, but Edwin Diaz especially. And... Uh, I know that there's a lot of passion for this World Baseball Classic down here in South Florida because it's a perfect confluence of events, but I can't help but thinking we're insulated in it. What does it mean to people in Raleigh, North Carolina? What does it mean to people in New York City? What does it mean to people in Boston? What does it mean to people in Chicago? What does it mean to people in Texas? What does it mean to people in Denver? And the answer to that is very little compared to here in South Florida. And I think that the greatness of the World Baseball Classic, as fun as it is in the sights and the sounds and the loudness and the character and the color and all of that, we are all over it because we get to experience it firsthand. But there are very few cities and markets in this country that could show the type of passion for the World Baseball Classic that South Florida does. And for that reason, with stars getting hurt now, the World Baseball Classic becomes expendable. And because of the timing of the World Baseball Classic, and it's not good having this thing during spring training. It's not. When you think of things like the Olympics in basketball, when you think of things like the World Cup, usually over the summer, for the exception of what happened in Qatar, you have them at a time where it's a lull, and then you'll have time to prepare for your next season. The World Baseball Classic is done as these teams, as these players are preparing for their season. They're in their preseason. And because of that, 
I don't think the World Baseball Classic is a good idea. And it's not because the World Baseball Classic is lacking anything. It has the drama. It has the passion. It has the following, but only in one truly specific portion of the country. And then maybe with Asian fans in L.A. and in San Francisco. But it's not something that the the entire country will prop up. It also comes at an inopportune time. And now you're seeing Edwin Diaz, a major, major injury that could affect a team that has the largest payroll in baseball. I just don't know if the World Baseball Classic is a good idea because logistically, I just don't think it can be a real thing. So a couple things. Well, to the people who live in Raleigh, North Carolina, or like Minnesota and Idaho or whatever, this is what I'm going to say about supporting your baseball players. These players that are repping their countries right now literally came to the United States to play baseball. This is a huge opportunity for them. So let these guys live their dream repping their country that they're from. Okay? It's not about you. It's not about your baseball team. It's about these players coming to this country, living the American dream, reaching that pinnacle of success, and going back to their roots. That's what playing for their country means. And and I I love everything about that. And I think that... That is, to me, one of the more special parts about the World Baseball Classic. Absolutely. I'm 100% on board with you. Okay, so those guys can chill. I honestly don't care what their opinion means. You have three years with these players. Let them have their one month. But I agree with you on the timing thing. And working these spring training games at Ballpark of the Palm Beaches, which go, it's beautiful and stunning. Um one thing that is kind of sucks is that, you know, the Houston Astros and the Washington Nationals are there. But what does, and I'm using this as an example, all Astros fans, they mainly come to see two players. Bregman and mm-hmm. Altuve. Mm-hmm. Altuve's not there right now. And Garcia has been pitching phenomenally, along with Javier. They're, those three guys are not on the Astros right now which is a bummer for baseball fans because a lot of these people fly from Houston to see their heroes who represent their city. Exactly. Right, right, right. So I agree with you when it comes to the timing of everything. To get rid of the World Baseball Classic, that's insane. My just, argument for that would be get rid of the World Cup. But the here's the difference, though. The World Baseball Classic was it's still relatively new and it was concocted several years ago to uh, maybe bring a bit more fan interest but it it other other than other than the hispanic fans that have really gotten behind it there's still something there's forced huge, about it i'm not going to ignore the, the world huge cup's been around since right no no you're right you're right but but what i'm saying is that outside of the asian population and the hispanic population there's a very take it or leave it oh okay this thing is happening type of feel to it i don't know if it's because it's relatively new i don't know if it's because there's not the baseball passion that uh, there is outside of the caribbean nations and outside of the asian nations nations but what i would say too is the world cup for for many who play the game for many that play that sport like Lionel Messi he's won the Champions League he's won countless La Liga titles but to him winning the World Cup with Argentina was the highlight of his career there is no one who is going to say that plays Major League Baseball that's an established player that would ever be considered one of the best players in the game oh the pinnacle of my career was winning the World Baseball Classic for Puerto Rico or winning it for the Dominican Republic or winning it for the United States I don't I don't think I'm wrong Edwin Diaz you think 
that if he wins with Puerto Rico, that's going to supersede a Mets championship this year? There's no way. Honestly, yes, because this tournament comes every four years. Big Poppy, the Dominican god, Boston Red Sox legend, every once in a while pops off on air saying the 2013 undefeated team was one of the best experiences he's ever had in the game. The best or one of the best? One of the best. Okay, so I think that that's, that, that's a, a big difference, though. One of the best and the best because I imagine 2004 uh, World, yes. World Series, 2007 World Absolutely. Series. 2013 World Series, those things would would supersede that. So that's what I'm saying is that the World Baseball Classic is awesome. And I think that it's well-constructed. And I love seeing the fan participation. And Americans can take a big, big-time page from how Hispanics consume baseball and how Asians consume baseball and how it doesn't have to be a sit-on-your-hands, quiet, communal experience. The American population can take notes on what's going on in Lone Depot Park right now. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Period. Not just the American baseball population, the American population, period. That's a great point. But that said, it it's at a bad time of the year. But the problem with baseball is that there's no good time of year to play this World Baseball Classic. You're not going to do it in November right at the end of the season. And then there is uh, like a, a month and a half between when everything dies down and then you get spring training going again because the Major League Baseball season is so damn long. I am pro World Baseball Classic. I am anti-stars getting hurt playing the World Baseball Classic. Mets fans, I'm especially curious to hear from you today uh, about how are you feeling about the World Baseball Classic with Edwin Diaz? That did not look good at all. At all. Certainly feels like, uh-oh, this guy could be missing the season in, in a, a manner in which you just put your head into your hands and say, good, sweet God, this is the most Mets thing ever celebrating off the mound. How terribly petty can I be about it? Be petty. Why did you celebrate like that? Be a professional. But I would say this, based on celebrations I've seen from that Puerto Rican team, that was subdued, subdued based off of their body of celebratory work. So that's what's even crazier. They were just sort of jumping around in a little circle, and he got hurt out of that. Yeah. It's like it was even like full play. Like it's like little tiny half jumps. I don't, I don't understand how it happened. I don't want to say this word, but I'm going to say it. Karma. Oh, stop it. Don't be that petty. I guess when I told you're worth, you, you told me I could be petty. All right, you can be petty, but I Thank suppose you. too when you when you're worth when you're making 102 million dollars, those types of things. Whatever. Uh, Look at Francisco Lindor. You spent a bunch of money on him too. <laughs> uh, now you're taking shots at the Mets. That's going to help. Uh, World fight baseball, me, guys, fight me. World baseball classic. Is it a good thing? I just. I got to say no. I've got to say no. And I, I love it and I appreciate it, mm. but I don't know how you you have this thing at this time of year, especially when guys are ramping up into the season where they're actually making money, massive money, like Edwin Diaz in his $102 million contract. I just don't think the World Baseball Classic is a good idea. Jeanette says, no, this thing needs to be played. It means a lot to me. means a lot to my culture. means a lot to these players. Is the World Baseball Classic a good idea. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. That's 888-760-3776. Tweeted us at KLV1063. 888-760-3776. We'll get to the NCAA tournament. We'll talk some hoops. We'll discuss Jeanette's night last night, which uh, is actually still going because I don't think she's actually slept. I think this is just a continuation of everything she was doing yesterday. The World Baseball 
baseball classic. Is this thing a good idea? Mets fans, I'm especially curious to hear from you because your boy, I mean, it, it definitely looked like this season ender, right? 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776. And again, tweeted us at KLV1063. Now, if you suffer some sort of joint injury, some sort of ankle injury, good thing uh, while we're on the topic of it, because right in your own backyard is Baptist Health Orthopedic Care. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care, they take care of foot and ankle pain. You have to see one of their experts at Baptist Health Orthopedic Care. They have a team of foot and ankle orthopedic surgeons and specialists who are regarded as leaders in their specialty. Visit baptisthealthnet slash orthocare to learn more today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians, leading-edge treatments, and technology to provide advanced orthopedic, foot and ankle, joint replacement, spine, and sports medicine care. Visit baptisthealthnet slash orthocare for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County. Through the Florida Keys, learn more by visiting baptisthealthnet slash orthocare. World Baseball Classic, good idea or not? 888-760-3776, 888 Three seven seven six NCAA tournament. A man who has been a head coach in the tourney before joins us when we come back. He's living in Palm Beach County in the Treasure Coast. Former UMass and Chattanooga head coach Matt McCall with us when we come back. She's Jeanette Javier, the Dominic Queen, and she is right now existing on alcohol and caffeine. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. After her marathon day that's extended into day two, Jeanette Javier still hanging in there, still existing. I'm going to give you credit, Jeanette. I thought that you'd be a mumbly mess, and you're actually way more coherent than I thought you would be coming off of not only your marathon day yesterday, heavy drinking, the Dominican Republic loss, whatever the hell you were doing from uh, 1 o'clock through photos and texts you're sending to me in stone through like 5 a.m., you are shockingly coherent. Yeah, man, I'm a professional. It's not the first time. <laughs> well, how can I say? I spent I'm many years. Uh, it's not my first time around in these streets. No, no, it's uh, you're you're a seasoned vet. I am. Uh, I would be a mess right now with my head on the table, slobbering all over the place. Uh, you you are still in your prime, past your thirties. I got uh, washed a long time ago. World Baseball Classic last night. Edwin Diaz, Mets closer. He of the five years, one hundred and two million dollar deal. Well, he's hurt, and it looks like it's bad. It looks like it's bad, and the more I think about it, because if this continues to happen, Freddie Freeman's hurt too. The Major League Baseball owners are going to say, uh-uh, that's it. Enough. Because this thing happening during spring training is a problem. It's a problem. As fun as it is, it's a problem. Is the World Baseball Classic a good idea? I say no. 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776. It is arguably the greatest day of the year or one of the two greatest days of the year. It is the NCAA tournament. Thursday, Friday, all the games, and we all have stories, all have memories, especially of being in school and how we paid attention to the NCAA tournament. And for the first time, I get to realize a dream tomorrow night when Florida Atlantic plays Memphis in the... 
8-9 game right here in Columbus, Ohio, where I'm at in the round of 64. I'll be calling that FAU game against Memphis. And speaking of FAU, a man I've known for a long time through Florida Atlantic. He was an assistant coach for FAU from 2008 to 2011. Went on to do great things and is an assistant under Billy Donovan at Florida. Brought Chattanooga as the head coach to the NCAA Tournament 2016. And then spent five years as the head man at UMass. He is now a Palm Beach County Treasure Coast resident. It's my man Matt McCall with us here on Ken Levicka Live. Coach, thank you for uh, for hanging out with us here uh, here in studio. I I, I want to start with this because I grew up uh, in, in junior high and in high school and you would get on those computers at school and if you didn't have access to a TV, this is before you could go on a phone or go on a tablet and watch games. I would watch the uh, the the play-by-play on the, the score bugs on like CBS Sports Network dot com or on on ESPN.com. When it comes to best days of the year in sports, is this the top day for you? There's nothing better. There's nothing better. The games and being a part of it makes it even better. When you're out of it and you're not a part of it, it you struggle a little bit. But <laughs> this is the greatest day as a college basketball fan, as a fan, as a sports fan, because there's so many games, there's so many storylines, and it just makes it so exciting. Uh, obviously, a guy that's a big fan of golf. I love the Ryder Cup. I love the Masters. I love the U.S. Open, all the majors. But nothing is better than today. And I think this year's NCAA tournament, with the parity across college basketball, and Ken, I don't know how your bracket looks right now, but I think when you look at all the parity, I don't think you can guarantee this team's going to win a national championship or these are the favorites for the yeah. Final Four. You can pick the number one seeds. You can pick the two seeds. But there's so much parity this year, and there were so many different number one teams throughout the course of the season that that's what's going to make this tournament so exciting. Uh, so Matt McCall joining us here again, former Chattanooga NCAA tournament head basketball coach, uh, last at UMass, joining us here on Ken Levick Alive. And I, I've known Matt for an awful, awful, awful long time. And he was on the bench under Mike Jarvis the last time the Florida Atlantic had a championship season in the Sun Belt. They would not make the NCAA tournament, but won the Sun Belt 2010-2011. But now this FAU team in the NCAA tournament, 31-3 and on the year. Dusty May and company winning the the Conference USA Tournament with a blowout of UAB, and they draw Penny Hardaway and Memphis tomorrow night here in Columbus, where I'm hanging out here until 2 o'clock. Uh, you did actually a lot of analyst work, uh, and and I mentioned Coach McCall, the coach, but Coach McCall, the analyst, doing outstanding work all year long, uh, covering the A-10, doing FAU uh, analysis, whether it's ESPN Plus or on the FAU Basketball Radio Network from Learfield. Uh, FAU how do you, the, the coach, the analyst, the college basketball observer, how do you best describe Florida Atlantic and what makes this team so good? I think you first got to talk about the unselfishness. You got to talk about the sacrifice. And when I think about that, I, I look at a guy like the lone senior on the team in Forrest, his willingness after his team, he came off the bench in a huge win over Florida early on in the season, and I felt like that win really set the tone for this team, and it was his willingness to come off the bench the rest of the season that I think sent a message through the entire locker room that this is bigger than myself. 
This is about our program. This is about doing what's best for the team. And when your senior, your leader is doing that, everyone else is falling in line. And I thought when you saw that and you saw what he did in that win over Florida and able to come off the bench, make a ton of threes in the game, that sent a message through the rest of the locker room that if we sacrifice for each other, and you got to credit Dusty May and his staff, and when you go to practice and you watch FAU practice, you see the energy of the staff, you see the connectivity of the staff, and that bleeds through the entire team. When your staff is doing that, your team falls in line. When your leader is willing to come off the bench in his last year of college, the team falls in line. And I think that is, listen, there's a million different ways to play the game of basketball. You can play spread, pick, and roll motion. You can run motion. You can press. You can play zone. And you can have success with all those different types of things. So I think less about the style of play, especially being out of it now, and I think more about culture and connectivity. And I think it starts with FAU's staff. They have that, and that's what Coach May has created and that bleeds through his team and especially his leader and his willingness to come off the bench, set the table early. And I think that's where, that's why they're at where they're at. Um, even going into the tournament, Ken, like think about this, like all the experts, and I definitely don't clarify my, my, myself as an expert. Well, to me, me, you're, the, to the me media, you're an yeah. expert. Right? You're, but you're, all the experts, it's like, oh, they're the bubble team. They got to win some games. They got to get to the finals. What are they, uh, and what do they do? They went out there, and they played yep. some co- close games. And yep. I'll tell you this, as the favorite going into the tournament. It's hard. It's hard, and you're going to be in close games because everybody's gunning for you. So right. you're going to be in close games. And it's kind of like, let's get past the first one. Once you get past the first one, guys kind of settle in a little bit. But, you know, everybody within that program was seeing bubble, not bubble, in the field, not in the field. what they do? They just went out and won the tournament. So it didn't even matter. Like, that is, that is so impressive about this group. I think they're seated too high. I think yeah. they're seated too high. I, I, I do. And Me too. I, I think when I saw that on Selection Sunday, and I said it on the field of 68 the other night, they asked me, all right, Coach, first look at the bracket. What do you think? FAU is seated too high. Yep. With what they did this season, over 30 wins, and then went on to win their tournament, they're seated too high. And I mean, I have great respect for Penny Hardaway and Memphis and what they've done. They've got one of the best guards in the country. FAU as as the seed that they're at at a nine. I just think they're seeded too high. But you know that team's connected. They've been told that they're not an at-large team all year, even with everything they did. So I'm not counting them out at all. And what a testament to Dusty May and his staff. Great breakdown there of uh, of FAU here with Matt McCall. And you can catch him on Field of 68. Follow on Twitter at Field of 68. But Coach McCall, one of the analysts, and Jeff Goodman and company do a great job breaking down college basketball. Must watch, must follow uh, during the course of the NCAA tournament. Matt McCall with us here on Ken Levick Alive. Brought Chattanooga as the head coach to an NCAA tournament. Spent five years as the boss at UMass. You spent a lot of time in multiple capacities. Director of basketball ops in your first first foray and then assistant coach your second time around in Gainesville under Billy Donovan at Florida. 
what was that like when you were a director of basketball ops? Those are the, the, the NOAA teams. Those are the, the, the teams that are winning the national championships. Those are some of the greatest teams in college basketball history. What was that circus like to be around? Well, thanks, Ken. First of all, for saying that, because I think those two those back-to-back teams, I don't think they get enough credit. Like everyone, even, it's crazy. Even, Why even, not? Even watch the broadcast in CBS when they're coming on and they're showing the history of the NCAA tournament. We'll see if the Gators are in there. We'll see if Noah's up there doing the Gator chomp after we beat UCLA the first year. Um, it was pandemonium. And, and you're talking about, you know, the first year, a team that went 10-6. and six, And this is when league play was still 16 games. Went 10-6 mm-hmm. and six in the SEC, didn't win the SEC regular season championship, really went through some adversity, and then found a way to win the tournament and just kind of catapulted from there. And then the following year, coming back as the number one team in the country to start the season. And I have, I, I have sympathy for, for what happened to, to North Carolina this year because when you have that target on your back every single game, like that team at Florida did coming back the following year with all those guys, essentially the entire roster coming back, it's hard. It is really, really hard. Dealing with expectations and handling expectations as your team is very hard, but it was it was wild. I mean, the two biggest stars on campus during those times were Tim Tebow and Joe Kim Noah. I mean, That's it was, wild. It was, those guys couldn't even go to class. <laughs> they would get just hounded. And, um, you know, you, you try to take a step back, and when you're in it, and this is, this is my advice to Coach May and um, his staff and his players. I know they're focused. They are prepared for the game. They are prepared for this opportunity. They are prepared to make a run in this tournament. But you also enjoy the experience because it is a, it's a once-in-a-lifetime uh, you know, experience. It really is. From the flight yesterday to the open practice today to the media being up there on the podium with – the logo sitting behind you to the media crowding the locker room. It's a once in a lifetime experience. And if you're able to experience it more than once, it's so fortunate. So you got to try to enjoy today. And then once it's over, it's back to preparation. Right, right, and I and see, I'm I'm going through all this the the first time too, and I, I've been trying to tell people, and I did this Monday, Coach, that I, I'm not overwhelmed by anything. I've been doing this long enough, where I've covered Super Bowls, I've been in NCAA tournament games as a as a, a media member, all of that, and so nothing to me. I, I try not to be agape at anything, but this this is different. There there is a lot. It's chaotic. There's moving parts. It is also too when you're as in Trained into a group as I am with this FAU basketball team. That's where you feel so proud of the accomplishments of that basketball team. And so I look around and I'm so glad that they are getting to experience this. And there's the charter flight yesterday after the send off with uh, with with nearly a hundred people yesterday outside of the basketball arena. You get to the airport, you fly, you land in Columbus. There's the buses with the NCAA tournament logo uh, all over them. You get to the team hotel. People are giving them a standing ovation, taking photos of them ogling them they get into the the meeting slash meal room and there's a carving station and the whole thing it's just it's just a different deal in today wait wait they're going to get to their lockers at the open practice and there's going to be a bag full of gear it's going to have the logos on it it's going to have the the march madness logos everybody's going to have their own nameplate when i was at chattanooga and we went to the NCAA tournament i kept my nameplate from the experience because it is, it's like no other. And the buzz, and as you win and as you advance, it only grows. It yeah. only grows, and it just becomes such a memorable ride. My wife still, to this day, I have all 
of my championship stuff, all of the stuff from the Final Fours experiences, all the stuff from you know being a head coach in the NCAA tournament. I kept it all. Uh, it kind of clouds our house a little bit. So, just, so <laughs> she's like, how long are we going to keep this? And I say, until my de- my last day, right, is right. You, we're going to keep it. You can bury it, it with yeah, me. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Just throw it in there with me. It is <laughs> It is just, it's it's such a ride. It's it's such an experience. Uh, my and question again, to you. Just take, take a breath and enjoy it. Now, now, my question to you is, because they do have the their open practice later today at a right around 3 o'clock Eastern time, uh, you, you want them to enjoy it, and you want them to be able to, to consume it. But then, it's not like FAU is this, they're a great story, but it's not like they're this Cinderella team, right? They won 31 games. It's not like they're a 13 seed or a 14 seed where, hey, they got there. Thumbs up. Great season. No, they're in an 8-9. This is a toss-up against Memphis. There are many who think that they can win this game. There are some who think they can go on and beat Purdue I, I'm on one Sunday. Of them. I'm one and, of them because so I it, think Golden can match up with Zach Eady. I'm, well, I'm one yeah, of them. One of the few I'm in the country, the FAU actually has a guy who can match who can up match with up the up National with Player of the Year. But how do you keep them insulated from Hey, enjoy this, but also let's go get this job done. There's a job to do. How do you balance that as a head coach? Well, first of all, Ken, there's a close practice, right? right. Whether right. it's before, and I like I like the close practice before because uh, they're going to go in there. They're going to focus. They're going to focus on the scouting report. They're going to talk about how we're going to attack them. Uh, what do we have to guard? How do we defend them? How do we defend Davis, one of the best guards in the country? What are we doing there? And they've been prepping for that all week. Once that close practice is over, hey, we're going to the arena. We're going to enjoy this experience. We got media. We have stuff to do. We're going to get shots up in the arena because this is probably the only time I would imagine that they're going to be able to get in there and feel it, see it, smell it to prepare. So they're going to get shots up in there, but enjoy it. Enjoy it. Enjoy that there's going to be fans in there. And don't get distracted by that because you need to focus on, hey, listen, this is their rim. We got to get great reps up. We're gonna we're gonna go through our routine, but that closed practice is where the work's going in. Like they're not showing up to the open practice. And I think this is something the fans, especially FAU fans that are there, need to understand is, hey, listen, there's there, there's no secrets being revealed in the open practice. It's right. just gonna be shooting, running up and down, maybe get a little stretch in and and see the arena, feel it, smell it. Uh, but the but the work's already been done. The work was done before this. As long as they, and I think you told me they they had their closed practice before the open practice. Yeah, which I like because if you go to the open practice first, your eyes are kind of up there, like wow, mm-hmm. what an experience! This is fun, and you maybe lose some focus in that closed practice. They've done their closed practice. Now they're going to go here, enjoy that, and then it's back to the hotel. It's get a good meal, probably one more film session tonight, maybe another one in the morning, and it's time to roll. I love it, Matt McCall. Again, you can see all of his analysis. Field of 68 at Field of 68 on Twitter. Check it out. I'm telling you, if you want to be up to date with what's going on with expert analysis from the NCAA tournament, Coach McCall and company, they are killing it at Field of 68. And Matt McCall joins us here on Ken Levicka Live uh, on ESPN 106.3. Coach McCall brought Chattanooga to the NCAA tournament as a head coach five years at UMass. And before that, two different stints at the University of Florida, director of basketball ops, as well as an assistant and also was an assistant uh, for the 
the Sun Belt champions in 2011, Florida Atlantic out of Boca. One final question now. Uh, this is this is the biggie. You said there is a lot of parity in this NCAA tournament. You are absolutely right. I think that you would easily say, hey, Alabama, they're a team that has all the pieces to win a national championship, except they are just embroiled in controversy. And it seems like every day there's a new member of that team revealed to have been at the crime scene of the murder that took place in, uh, involving one of its players earlier in the year. So it's just constant questions about that. Who do you see coming out of this? Who is who is going to win, win the national championship? Who's best equipped to win this thing? Well, I, you know, again, I, I think a couple things, right? Um, there's a team that I don't think anybody is talking about to be able to win it all. And you're talking about a team that's been through adversity, a team that's been through adversity in this tournament, a team that played a non-conference schedule, probably maybe better than anyone in the country. And they also have one of the best players in the country, and that's Gonzaga and Mm. Drew Timmy. And I think people don't like, ah, well, Gonzaga, maybe they make the Final Four, maybe they make the national championship game, but they'll never win the big one. That was like the knock on Mark Few. But they've been there, and nobody is talking about them. There's another team that I look at, and I see what they went through. And they lose their coach early on in the season. A very talented basketball team. And sometimes you need something to come together around as a team and as a program. That is what Texas has done. Yeah, Texas is extremely talented. They, had, they took all those transfers last year. A couple of them left, but a lot of them stayed, including Marcus Carr who was unbelievable at Minnesota before he went to Texas. He's finding his stride. That's another team that I, that, that I think is extremely dangerous that could win a national championship. And, oh, that would put some some pressure on that administration, right? Everyone's <laughs> like, oh, Rodney, head coach. Yeah. Terry, he can't get the job. What he did, his previous job as a head coach. Well, that team has come together around what they went through, and I think they're another dangerous team. I think the Alabama, that just seems there's a lot of distractions. Listen, I picked against Marquette. I didn't think they could win the Big East regular season title. I didn't think they could win the tournament, and all they did was do both, right? <laughs> Much like FAU did. Uh-huh. So don't count out what Shaka Smart's done. That's another thing. Head coaches that have been fired have gone through things. They've learned, they've grown, and they know what works. They know what doesn't work, and he's a coach that's done that. So it's going to be a fun tournament. I, I think there's going to be someone that ends up in the Final Four that nobody thinks can get there. We hope it's the FAU Owls down yes. here in South Florida. Yes. We hope that, that, that they can make that run. Uh, but I think it'll be interesting. I don't think you can just plug the number one seeds in there. We still don't know what's going to happen with Coach Self and Kansas and his health. We hope, we hope that he's healthy and able to coach in this tournament. But, man, it's going to be fun to watch. And uh, like I said, Ken, enjoy your spot. You've been at FAU at some of the highest points. You've seen the program grow and develop under Coach May. So, you take a step back tomorrow, too, once you get to that arena. Make sure you enjoy yourself as well. Appreciate you. I, I definitely will. And, uh, Coach, it was awesome uh, being able to work with you this year. Uh, you are uh, a, a damn good an- analyst. I'll say that. You uh, you have transitioned real well into, into this part of the game. But, again, uh, good good to talk with someone who has been in the NCAA tournament in an assistant role, NCAA tournament in a head coaching role. Matt McCall with us here, a Palm Beach County Treasure Coast resident on Ken Levick Alive. Coach, enjoy the games today. Enjoy the tournament. We'll talk soon, okay? You got it. Can you enjoy it as well?
That is the coach, Matt McCall, with us here on Ken LeVick Alive. The NCAA tournament is underway. FAU plays tomorrow, eight seed in the East against nine seed Memphis in the round of 64 in Columbus. We'll be back with more after this, including is this the best day of the sports year? I mean, is it truly the best day of the sports year? I'm curious what the Dominiqueen has to say because she loves the NCAA tournament, but she might have lived it over the last couple of days with the World Baseball Classic. She's Jeanette Javier, the Dominican Queen. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3.